0: Growth and Engagement in EA Groups 2022 Groups Census Results By Brian Tan Heading Summary Here's a list of bullet points. In December 2022, CEA sent out a survey to all groups. 309 EA groups reported that they were active. However, based on our records, we estimate that approximately 63 active EA groups didn't fill out the census. Therefore, it's important to note that the data in this post are not representative of all active groups. There was a footnote in that paragraph after 309 EA groups and it reads. We define an EA group as any group that has in-person or online events to discuss or spread the ideas and principles of effective altruism. The 309 groups include 10 core specific groups. That's the end of the footnote. There was a footnote in that paragraph after were active however, and it reads. We defined active in the census as, for example, the group is holding an event meetup around at least once every two months. This meant that a few groups just starting out, for example, they started within the last two months of filling out the census, or were only about to start marked themselves inactive. That's the end of the footnote. Here is the last footnote in this paragraph, which came after all active groups, and it reads. There were 362 EA groups and 20 core-specific groups marked as active in Sayers' database as of January 2023. Out of these, 63 EA groups and 10 core-specific groups didn't fill out the census. 403 EA and core-specific groups are now in our database as of May 2023. This includes groups not originally in our database but who filled out the census and got added to our database. We think a few of these groups that were marked as active in our database then but didn't fill out the census might actually be inactive, but we cancelled this out to account for there likely being a few active EA groups then that are not in our database. That's the last of those footnotes. Back to the main text. Almost half of all active groups, 309, are university groups, 150. After that, most groups are location-based, 53 city groups, 25 city-university hybrid groups, And 40 national groups. There were 40 groups of other types, for example, workplace. There's a footnote here. These types include profession based, course specific, workplace, affiliation based, virtual, regional, and high school groups. We assigned each group only one main group type, even if some of them fall into more than one type, for example, course specific university groups or virtual profession based groups. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text the number of groups has been growing quickly in recent years. The net growth in the number of groups was 19% in 2020 to 2021, and 31% in 2021 to 2022. Most of the groups that were founded in recent years are university groups. The number of university groups roughly doubled between 2020 and 2022. There's an indented list here. First point. We hypothesize that the two main reasons for the fast growth rate in general are Sayers University Group Accelerator Program, UGAP, and the increased focus on and funding for EA community building in 2021-2022. to 2022. Next point. We'd like to note that we don't aim to just maximize the number of groups or members, we care about the quality and fidelity of groups, and we're taking steps to measure and help improve group quality. That's the end of the indented list. There was a footnote in that paragraph after, 31% in 2021-2022, and it reads. This is out of 282 active groups that provided a founding date. That's the end of the footnote. There was a footnote in that paragraph after, in 2021-2022, and it reads. We cover how these adjusted growth rates were computed in footnote 13. That's the end of the footnote. There was a footnote in that paragraph after 2020 and We and it reads. This estimate doesn't take into account previously active university groups in this period that became inactive. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. There are active groups in 56 countries. Most of the currently active groups are in Europe and North America, 39% and 30% respectively. However, the number of groups in Asia, South America, and Africa significantly grew in 2022, ranging from 65 to 86 percent growth per continent that year. We think the high growth in these continents is partially due to UGAP, EA virtual programs, and other community-building efforts, for example by the Spanish-speaking community. We also asked groups for attendance and engagement data. There's an indented list here. First point. The data we have shows that the median group size remained constant between 2020 and 2022. Although due to changes in the questions we asked between the 2020 and 2022 surveys, we can only meaningfully compare the attendance and engagement data of groups on two measures, total event attendees and engaged EAs. While the total number of attendees per group stayed the same, the number of members who engaged with EA deeply defined as 100 hours of engagement with EA content and taking some significant action, increased significantly. That is, the mean number of engaged EAs per group doubled, from 6 to 12, and the median even tripled, from 2 to 6. We think it's plausible that this suggests that it has become easier to deeply engage with EA for people around the world, for example through accessible fellowships, more conferences, and higher forum activity. Next point. As expected, engagement data across all measures we asked for were skewed. A small share of the groups produced the majority of outcomes in terms of number of events organized, EAG, X, attendees, engaged EACE, and total attendees. The least skewed measures were the number of regular attendees and intro fellowship participants per group. We discuss potential explanations for this in this post. That's the end of the indented list. On average, organisers rated their satisfaction with CEA support as the 7th of June, 10. This is roughly the same as in 2020, though it's worth noting that the number of groups that CEA supports, and thus the number that rated their satisfaction with CEA support, has increased by approximately 50%. There's an indented list here. First point. Compared to 2 years ago, there was an increase both in groups that are dissatisfied and groups that are very satisfied with CEA support. We think that one of the reasons may be that CEA's support has become more targeted at specific groups, for example, city, national groups in key locations, and new uni groups in UGAP. Profession-based and virtual groups were, on average, less satisfied with support from CEA compared to other group types. Similarly, workplace and profession-based groups had the lowest proportion of groups giving ratings. This may suggest that these groups do not get much support from CEA. Indeed, we deprioritized giving support to profession-based and workplace groups in late 2022. Next point. When asked about further support, organizers most frequently said that they would like to receive 1. More mentorship from CEA or peers, 2. Access to experts and potential speakers, and 3. Better resources on events, marketing, M&E, and dealing with the FTX crisis. We will keep this in mind for future programs and services. That's the end of the indented list. There was a footnote in that paragraph after, in 2020, and it reads Details on how we asked this question on satisfaction and how we compared it to the 2020 survey, which used a Likert scale, can be found in footnote 18. This question was not about their likelihood to recommend. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. That's the end of that list. Heading Background on the 2022 Census. In 2020 and 2019, CEA and Rethink Priorities ran surveys to get data on EA groups and organisers. CEA intended for the survey to be run yearly, but was unable to run it in 2021 due to capacity constraints. There was a footnote in that paragraph after, Groups and Organisers, and it reads. There was also a 2017 local group survey run by the Local Effective Altruism Network, Lean, in collaboration with CEA and the Effective Altruism Foundation. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. To make the survey easier to fill out, we significantly decreased the number of questions in the EA group's census 2022 compared to 2020. The census's full question list can be viewed in this document. I analyzed the data with input from Rethink Priorities on the survey questions and this post, and I wrote this post with Amarin's Varinga's help. 650 group organisers across 337 groups filled out the survey in December 2022. Out of the 337 groups that filled it out, 299 EA groups and 10 core specific groups indicated that they are active. Based on our records, we estimate that approximately 63 active EA groups, 17% of all active EA groups, did not complete the census. Groups that didn't fill out the census are excluded from the remainder of the report. Readers can find an overview of the active EA groups on the EA forum community page. Although the census was sent only a month after FTX's collapse, we don't think the census fully captures the impact of FTX's collapse on groups yet, apart from potentially the two questions on Sayer's support. This is because the questions about group measures mostly cover event attendance and EA engagement data, from the whole of 2022, and not just for after the collapse. We also haven't observed an increase in the number of inactive groups after the collapse. We are open to requests for additional analyses, but we can't promise to do them due to time constraints. You can comment requests below or email them to groups at centerforeffectivealtruism.org. Heading. Number of groups. Subheading. Number of active groups per type. There's an image here, see the original post. Almost half, 49%, of the active groups that filled out the census are university groups. Note that to simplify the data, hybrid groups were assigned to only one category. For example, course-specific university groups were just marked as course-specific groups. Footnote 11 explains some group types that people may not be familiar with. There was a footnote in that paragraph after, as course-specific groups, and it reads, for groups that labeled themselves as a city group or as a city-university group hybrid, we asked them what percentage of their group's members are university students. We used this to assign a main type per group, above 67% as university groups, 34 to 67% as a city-university hybrid, and below 34% as city groups. Also, some of the university groups cater to more than one university. That's the end of the footnote. Here is the last footnote in this paragraph, which came after, be familiar with, and it reads. City-university hybrid groups are city groups that have 34 to 67% of their members as university students. Profession-based groups, such as EA Consulting Network, cater to helping a specific profession or field of expertise maximize their impact. Cause-specific groups, such as AI safety groups, are those that are focused on helping people make an impact on a specific cause. Affiliation-based groups are groups that are united based on a common affiliation, such as religion, for example EA for Christians. Regional groups are groups that cover more than one city, for example a state, but not an entire country. Virtual groups are groups that don't fall into any of the other categories and hold most or all of their events virtually, for example EA anywhere. That's the last of those footnotes. Back to the main text. Heading. Number of active groups over time there's an image here, see the original post. 281 of the 309 active groups, 91%, provided an approximate founding date. Based on this, the number of active groups seems to have grown by 43% last year, from 196 in 2021 to 281 in 2022. This means that compared to previous years, the rate of growth substantially increased in 2022, for example the growth rate in 2021 was 26%. We discuss the factors that likely contributed to the growth in the number of active groups in this section. Note that the graph above and some growth rates mentioned in this post only count the number of groups that were still active when we sent the survey, so these don't account for groups that became inactive in the years before we sent the survey. As such, the growth rates mentioned above are likely to give an inflated impression of growth due to attrition in earlier years. To get a more accurate growth rate between 2020 and 2022, we could compare the total number of known active EA groups at the end of 2020 and 2022. Based on the 2020 survey, there were 233 known active EA groups as of late 2020. As of January 2023, there were 362 known active EA groups. This suggests a growth rate of around 55% over the two years. Based on data from active groups, We then estimated that the group growth rate in 2021 and 2022 were 19% and 31% respectively. Footnote 13 explains how we calculated this. There was a footnote in that paragraph after of late 2020 and it reads. 222 EA groups completed the 2020 survey, which comprised 95% of known groups then, so this is equivalent to 233 known EA groups. That's the end of the footnote there was a footnote in that paragraph after and 31% respectively and it reads to calculate the growth rate in 2022 31% we assumed that the proportion of active groups becoming inactive in 2021 and 2022 was the same. This assumption may not be true as groups may be more likely to become inactive on their second year than on their first year but we're using this assumption for this estimation. With this, we can assume the growth rate grew by 65% from 2021 to 2022, as the growth rate among groups still active in 2022 is 43%, which is 65% higher than the 26% growth rate in 2021. So if x is the growth rate in 2022, then this equation can be used to find x, 1 plus x, 1.65, asterisk, 1 plus x, equals 1.55. is from the two growth rates combining to be 55%, as this was the growth in the number of groups from 2020 to 2022. This results in x, the growth rate in 2022, being 30.7%, and the growth rate in 2021 being 18.6%. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. We'd like to emphasize that CEA doesn't aim to just maximize the number of groups or group members, we care about the quality of groups and spreading high-fidelity information. We're taking steps to measure and help improve group quality, such as by surveying group members and increasing our screening, vetting of group organizers. If you'd like to know how the growth in the number of groups, 55%, from 2020 to 2022 compares to the general growth of the EA community. Via data from Rethink Priorities, you can read this section of the appendix on groups becoming inactive. 28 groups marked themselves as inactive in the census. Half of those were not active yet because they had just got started, while the other half had previously been active but became inactive after a while. Heading. New groups founded per year by type. Subheading. There's an image here, see the original post. In 2022, the growth in university groups was faster than in post-university groups, both in absolute and relative terms. That is, the number of active university groups grew by 30% in 2021, and 62% in 2022 based on the census. Meanwhile, the number of city and national groups only grew by 25% and 29% respectively in 2022. What contributed to the growth in the number of groups? We think our university group accelerator program UGAP significantly contributed to the growth in the number of groups as 76 groups participated in UGAP across 3 rounds in 2021 to 2022 and 66 of those filled in the census This was complemented by efforts from EA groups to seed university groups such as by EA Netherlands and Stanford EA In addition EA virtual programs may have played a role Due to the existence of virtual programs, people from any location can now more easily learn about EA. Indeed, we've observed that several organizers finished a virtual program before starting a group. We think that, before the FTX collapse in November, there was also increased positive coverage of EA in 2022, which might have contributed to more people wanting to start groups. Perhaps more importantly, Total EA community building funding was higher in 2021 and 2022 than in previous years, which might have made organizing a more viable and or attractive option for many people. We expect fewer groups to be founded in 2023 than in 2022. One of the main reasons is the decreased funding availability in EA post-FTX, which means that we expect less funding will be available for groups in 2023, compared to 2022. The university group's team has also increased the bar for which organizers to accept into UGAP, as less funding is available, and they are worried about the negative externalities of endorsing organizers who are possibly not ready to run a group yet. You can learn more about the common pitfalls that we are aiming to avoid through screening organizers in this talk by Jessica McCurdy. Heading Number of active groups by location, by continent. There's an image here, see the original post. Like in previous years, the majority of the groups is in Europe, 39%, and North America, 30%. There's a footnote here. The count of virtual or global groups in the chart above includes profession-based, for example high-impact medicine, high-impact engineers, virtual, for example EA Anywhere, affiliation-based, for example EA for Christians, and workplace groups, for example Microsoft EA. These groups may have in-person meetings but are not based in a single country or continent. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. By founding year and by continent. There's an image here, see the original post. However, the number of groups in Asia, Africa, and South America has increased significantly. 13 of the 33 groups in Asia, 2 of the 5 groups in South America, and 6 of the 13 groups in Africa were founded in 2022. This means that a large portion, 39 to 46 percent, of the active groups in Asia, Africa, and South America were founded only last year. By country, there's an image here, see the original post. When we look at the country level, the US has by far the largest number of active groups 76 groups, which is 25 percent of all groups. The US also has the largest number of groups that were founded in 2022, 21, followed by the Netherlands, 8. Canada 5 and India 5. Heading. Data on groups activity levels, size, and EA engagement. We also asked group 6 questions about the activity level and size of their group as well as their members engagement with EA. We include some aggregated data and findings from these questions below. There was a footnote in that paragraph after engagement with EA and it reads. The two questions on their total and regular number of event attendees within the last 12 months were required, while the other four were optional. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. Heading Summary of the group measures. Below you can find an overview table for the measures of each of the six questions and a count of the number of groups that answered each question. There's an image here, see the original post. Asterisk note The mean, median, 25th and 75th percentiles for the number of intro fellowship participants in 2022 include groups that didn't hold a fellowship. If we only include groups that did fellowships, the mean is 26, and the median is 15.5. The overview table shows that on average groups host two to three events per month, with 85 attendees in total over the course of a year, and 16 regular attendees. The table and graphs per measure, in the sections below, also show us that all measures are heavy tailed, but some much more so than others. There's a footnote here. The means are pushed upwards by a small number of groups that reported very high numbers for these measures. We emailed groups that reported outliers to understand better whether their results were true outliers or due to over-reporting. This showed that most outliers are not inflated, though a few data points per measure seem inflated. As such, we think this suggests that there really is significant heavy-tailedness in the activity and engagement levels of groups. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. We think the skew in conference attendees might be due to the difference in the accessibility of conferences for groups from different regions. For example visa issues and the target audiences of EAGXS can make conferences more accessible for some locations than others. Similarly, the skewed number of engaged EAs may be a result of differences in funding though the causality may also be the other way around, as the top 13 groups with the most engaged EACE all had at least one FTE worth of funded organizers for their groups in 20.22. We realize the number of events organized was likely skewed by differences in interpretation, for example some of the outliers had counted each fellowship cohort meeting as a separate event. Mean of the group measures by group type. We also compared the mean score on each question for different types of groups, for example university groups or profession-based groups. The table below shows an overview of this. Note that the table should be interpreted with caution for group types with smaller sample sizes, column 2, as means can be heavily influenced by one or a few groups in these cases. This is especially true for the optional measures, as not every group that filled out the survey chose to fill the optional measures out as well. There's an image here, see the original post. Asterisk note. The mean number of intro fellowship participants shown here per group type include groups that didn't hold a fellowship. The data here shows the mean number of participants per group type excluding groups that didn't hold a fellowship. There are a few insights that stand out from this data. 1. On average, affiliation-based and university groups organize much more events than other groups. We think this is likely because a couple of affiliation based groups are quite large and hold events virtually or in separate cities, for example, EA for Christians. Similarly, university students might have more capacity to organize and attend events than members of other groups. 2. Only university, national, and affiliation based groups have a mean of more than 10 intro fellowship participants in 2022. For all other group types, most of them did not hold intro fellowships, we discuss this in more depth here. 3. Almost all groups, particularly national and affiliation groups, report having more engaged members than regular attendees, except for university groups and virtual groups, which tend to have fewer engaged members than regular attendees. 4. National and affiliation groups have the largest mean number of engaged EAs. This might be because these groups tend to have a larger target audience, and a higher proportion of these groups has at least one FTE in funded organizers in 2022. That's the end of the numbered list. The next sections discuss the data about the number of engaged EAs, regular attendees, and EAG ex-attendees per group in 2022. For the data on the number of events organized, fellowship participants, and total attendees within the last year per group, you can go to this section of the appendix. Heading. Engaged EAs per group in 2020 versus 2022. We asked groups to estimate the number of members who have a certain level of EA engagement. See here for the definition which is comparable to a similar question in the EA Group Survey 2020. The results showed that the mean number of engaged EAs per group has doubled since 2020, from 6 to 12, while the median has even tripled, from 2 to 6. There was a footnote in that paragraph after Group Survey 2020, and it reads. The 2020 Group Survey asked organisers to estimate the number of people in their group who reached certain EA engagement levels, from Category 1 to 4. The 2022 census asked organizers to estimate the number of people in their group who reached category 3 and above via this question. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. There's an image here, see the original post. There's a table here, see the original post. The table above also shows the total number of engaged EAs across, instead of per, active groups that answered this question in 2020 versus 2022. This shows that the overall number of engaged EAs in groups has increased by 141% over the last two years, from 864 in 2020 to 2078 in 2022. We think it's plausible that this suggests that it has become easier to engage with EA for more people around the world over the past years, for example through accessible fellowships, more conferences, and higher forum activity, as the engaged EA, definition requires members to have engaged with EA content for at least 100 hours. Number of engaged EAs per group in 2022. Note. Some of the charts below and in the appendix have two decimal places due to a limitation of Google Sheets for histograms. There's an image here, see the original post. Heading. Regular attendees, last 12 months. The number of regular attendees is also heavy-tailed, but less so than the number of total attendees. That is, the top 20% of groups had about half, 2,540, of the total number of regular attendees, 4,982 of all groups, whereas the top 10% of groups had half of the total amount of attendees. This might be because it's easier to skew for total attendees, for example, through one 500-person event, than to skew for regular attendees. There's an image here, see the original post. Heading. EAGX attendees per group in 2022. 41% of groups had less than 5 EAGX attendees. The top 15 groups on this measure all had at least one FTE in paid organizers for most or all of 2022, which might have contributed to their number of EAGX attendees. 5 outlier groups, for example EANYC, with more than 100 EAG, ex-attendees in 2022 are not shown in the chart below. There's an image here, see the original post. Heading. Satisfaction with CEA support and additional support groups would like from CEA. We also asked one main organizer from each group to rate their satisfaction with the support that CEA provides for their group from 1 to 10. The mean satisfaction rating was 7.64 across 198 responses among groups. There's an image here, see the original post. There was a similar question on satisfaction with CEA support in the 2020 groups survey that we were able to compare the scores to. However, the 2020 version was a 7-point Likert scale, instead of a scale from 1 to 10, and it allowed people to indicate that they haven't received any support. There's an image here, see the original post. Compared to 2020, there was an increase both in the number of groups that are dissatisfied and the number of groups that are very satisfied with CEA support. However, the number of groups that CEA supports, and conversely that rated their satisfaction with CEA, has increased by around 50% during this period, so there were many more of these satisfied groups. There was a footnote in that paragraph after CEA support. However, and it reads. If we roughly convert the Likert scale above, excluding those who answered not applicable, into a 1 to 10 scale, then the mean satisfaction rating then was 7.61. This means that the average satisfaction with CEA stayed almost the same between 2020 and 2022. The neutral point of a 1 to 10 scale is technically 5.5. From this, we can roughly convert these Likert ratings to the 1 to 10 scale. Very dissatisfied, 1.50, dissatisfied, 2.83, somewhat dissatisfied, 4.17, neither, 5.5, somewhat satisfied, 6.83, satisfied, 8.17, very satisfied, 9.5. That's the end of the footnote. There was a footnote in that paragraph after, during this period, and it reads. From 233 to 362 active groups and from 133 to 198 groups that rated their satisfaction with CEA. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. We think that one of the reasons for the increased variance in satisfaction may be that CEA's support has become more targeted at specific groups. For example, the Community Building Grants Programme narrowed its scope in 2021 and 2022, and the University Groups team has focused its support on new university groups via UGAP. Looking at the groups that gave us low satisfaction ratings, these tended to be groups that we gave less support to. For example, we had less contact with them. Heading. Satisfaction scores by group type. We also looked at the average satisfaction score per group type. You can find an overview of the mean satisfaction per group type in the table below. There's an image here, see the original post. Based on this table, two findings stand out. 1. The average satisfaction scores seem to be lower for profession-based and virtual groups, although only 4. profession-based and 3. virtual groups answered this question. 2. The two types of groups where the lowest proportion of them gave satisfaction ratings were profession-based and workplace groups. That's the end of the numbered list. This suggests that these three group types do not get much support from CEA. This reflects that we indeed deprioritized giving support to profession-based and workplace groups in late 2022, and currently don't have targeted support for these groups anymore, apart from general services like funding basic group expenses. The survey also allowed groups to comment on what types of additional support they would like to receive from CEA. We used ChatGPT to help us analyze the comments. The top clusters of comments were on, roughly in descending order. 1. More mentoring, advice, and training from CEA in general. 2. Helping them connect with other current, or former, group organizers for advice and support. 3. More or better templates and materials for events. 4. Access to subject matter experts or potential speakers for events. 5. Advice or resources on marketing, communications, and or website management. 6. Advisor resources on monitoring and evaluation, for example impact measurement. 7. Advisor resources on how to deal with the FTX crisis and its implications. That's the end of the numbered list. We're taking this feedback into account in planning our current and future programs. Heading Feedback and Closing Thoughts. If you have any feedback or questions about this post, please comment them below or email them to groups at To close, the insights from the census only give us a high level overview of groups, as reported by group organizers. To get a deeper understanding of groups and their members, CEA, in consultation with Rethink Priorities, developed a group member survey to get a deeper understanding of groups and their members. We're targeting this survey at EA group members, rather than organizers. This new survey will ask questions directly targeted at identifying what outcomes EA groups produce and we will work with group organisers to send the survey out to their members. We hope this will serve as a consistent way to track and evaluate group performance. We piloted an initial version of the survey last month, with groups participating in the Spring 2023 round of our University Group Accelerator programme, and we rolled it out more broadly to all other EA groups yesterday. Heading Credits Thanks to Amrins Varinga, Rob Gledhill, Connor McGurk, Jessica McCurdy, and David Moss for their feedback on this post. Thanks also to Catherine Lowe, Jesse Rothman, David Moss, Willem Sleegers, and Ossia Bergel for their input on the census questions. Thanks also to OpenTent for their help in creating the census form. Lastly, thanks to all the group organizers who filled out the census and for all their work. All errors are my own. Heading Appendix, Subheading Definition of Engaged EACE. Note. This engaged EA's definition is different from the definition of the highly engaged EA, or HEA, measure we have referenced in the past, such as in here. Please estimate the number of people in your group, including organizers, who fulfill the following criteria. They have spent 100 hours or more engaging with effective altruism content, for example fellowship readings, talks, podcasts, or videos. And. EA ideas and principles played a major role in them doing at least one of the following. Taking the giving what we can pledge. Applying for specific internships or jobs. Choosing their degree program. Volunteering for six or more hours a week on effective altruism-related projects. And. They've had at least two touch points, that is attending an event or having a one-to-one with an organizer, with your group within the last year. Heading. Comparing the growth in the number of groups to the growth of the EA community from 2020 to 2022. We also compared the growth in the number of groups to the general growth of the community. As we didn't get data on general community growth from the census, we used data from Rethink Priorities. Based on the EA survey, Rethink Priorities estimates that the number of highly engaged EAs, HEAs, grew by 80% between 2020 and 2022. They didn't run the EA survey in 2021, so we assume equal growth in the two years between those surveys to estimate the growth between 2020 to 2022. This suggests that the number of HEAs increased by 34% in both 2021 and 2022. This is much higher than in the year before that. The number of HEAs only grew by 14% between 2019 to 2020. That suggests that the community has been growing faster in recent years than in the years before. It also suggests that the growth in the number of HEAs, 80%, over the past 2 years has been faster than the growth in the number of groups, 55%. Rethink Priorities also estimated that the total moderately engaged EA community, defined as engagement level 3 to 5, grew by 33% between 2020 to 2022. This means that the total community growth, 33%, is lower than the growth rate of active groups, 55% while the growth in HEAs is higher, 80%, than the growth rate of active groups, 55%. Rethink notes, however, that the estimated number for total community growth is more speculative because they are more uncertain about what percent of the broader, less highly engaged EA community took the EA survey, whereas they have proxy measures, like EA forum membership, to estimate the percentage of HEAs who took the survey. There was a footnote in that paragraph after 33% between 2020 and and it reads. They estimated this by using the method explained here for the 2019 EA survey, and applying this to the 2020 and 2022 EA surveys. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. Heading. Group measures questions. There's a table here, see the original post. Heading. Number of events organized there's an image here, see the original post. 278 active groups, responded to the question about the number of events that groups organized within the last six months, not including one-on-ones. The chart above shows that the distribution is quite skewed, with a few groups having organized four or five times as many events as the mean group. Note however that some of these events may have a low number of attendees, as some groups counted each fellowship cohort's meetup. For example, four to five participants and one facilitator, as separate events, while a few groups seem to have counted each fellowship meetup as only one event. For example, the group that organized the most events, 210, counted each fellowship meetup separately. If they did not count these separately, their number of events would have been 80. There was a footnote in that paragraph after, the most events, and it reads, We removed this outlier from the histogram so readers can see a more detailed distribution. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. We will clarify this question more in next year's census so that the answers are less subject to the interpretation of organizers. Given the discrepancies in whether groups counted each fellowship cohort's meetups as unique events, we recommend interpreting the current data on events with caution. Heading. Number of groups that held intro fellowships and their number of participants. There's an image here, see the original post. There's a table here, see the original post. Here are some insights from the tables above. 1. Out of all the groups that ran a fellowship last year, 72% were university groups. This is likely because uni groups are encouraged, or even required if they are in UGAP, to hold an intro fellowship, as many uni groups have found them to be an effective way to get new members and potential contributors up to speed with EA ideas. 2. City groups were least likely to hold intro fellowships. There are several potential explanations for this. For example, city group organizers might not have the capacity to organize this, or their members, who tend to be professionals, may not be able to commit to an eight-week course. There was a footnote in that paragraph after Hold Intro Fellowships, and it reads. This is out of the group types with at least five responses to this question. That's the end of the footnote. Back to the main text. 3. Affiliation-based and national groups had the highest mean number of intro fellowship participants. This is likely due to similar reasons as to why they had the largest mean number of engaged EAs, that is covering a larger target audience and tending to have paid organizers. That's the end of the numbered list. The chart below shows the distribution of how many intro fellowship participants groups had in 2022. The chart below doesn't include the 66 groups that reported no participants and the two groups that had more than 100 participants. There's an image here, see the original post. Heading. Number of people attending any event within the last 12 months. There's an image here, see the original post. The graph above shows the distribution of the number of total attendees that groups said they had over the last year. It's worth noting that the number of total attendees seems particularly heavy-tailed with the top 10% of active groups in this measure reporting almost half, 12,440, of the total number of attendees, 26,091, across all groups. Note that this was partially due to nine outliers with more than 400 total attendees, which were not included in this chart, as it traded off against showing a more detailed distribution for the other groups. Mean and median total attendees within the last year per group in 2019, 2020, and 2022. There's a table here, see the original post. Total attendees within the last year across all groups in 2019, 2020, and 2022. There's a table here, see the original post. The two tables above show that the mean, median, and total number of attendees across all groups all decreased between 2019 and 2020. This drop was likely due to the pandemic as groups held fewer in-person events and some groups chose not to hold or barely hold any virtual events in 2020. However, the total number of attendees across all groups and mean attendees per group increased between 2020 and 2022, while the median number of attendees per group remained the same. The increased number of total attendees is likely due to the high influx of new groups, which pushed up the total even if they have few attendees initially. New groups having fewer attendees on average also meant that the median number of attendees did not increase over time, despite older groups having a higher mean number of attendees than before. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.